Butler says, give me the ball. Butler the drive, the runner, he banks it in. Oh, what a masterpiece from Jimmy Butler. And the Heat go up by nine with 113 remaining. And I think he's saying they're in trouble. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Can Do Better podcast. Welcome back to Season 4, Episode 6. Daniel, I ended the last episode by saying, Heat in 6. Heat in 6. And you know what you had to do in Game 3? What? You had to win. And you know what the Miami Heat did? What'd they do? They won. Huh. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, with arguably a top 10, maybe even a top 5 single game performance in NBA history... Scoring 40 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists. He outplayed LeBron James without a doubt. You could make the argument that Jimmy Butler outplayed both LeBron James and Anthony Davis combined. That's the type of impact he had for the Miami Heat lineup. A starting lineup that was Jimmy Butler, Myers Leonard, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and Kendrick Nunn. That team beat LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the absence of Bam Adebayo, in the absence of Goran Dragic, the Miami Heat, some way, somehow, have a chance at winning this championship. Yeah, it was was insane. It was insane. That game last night was everything that we needed. It was everything that we wanted. I mean, talk about a great performance. Talk about just, you know, sucking the air out of this Lakers team. Yeah, suffocating. That's suffocating defense. <laughs> yeah, coronavirus. Anyways, you know, I, we did something that I have never seen happen to LeBron James before. The man had, I think, eight turnovers. That's insane. The man had eight turnovers. Anthony Davis, five turnovers. Are you kidding me? I think LeBron had five turnovers in the first half. It was crazy. To do that against the Lakers team that has been so efficient and just, you know, like so dominant on the offensive side of the ball, I, I have no words. I, I am left speechless. I have no speech, right? Also, like, they only re- out-rebounded us by, like, nine rebounds. You know, everything that we talked about in the episode before, you know, when we covered what happened, you know, what went wrong with the Miami Heat, all those adjustments were made, and you saw it. You saw it because we won, and like you said, Jimmy Butler dropping a triple-double with 40 points. I mean, like... You know, while we were talking about it, you said it was like we're watching LeBron James in 2015. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And the man took no three-pointers. It was just all from the foul line. It was all in the paint. It was all just getting whatever he wanted. You know, LeBron was on him. He was like, no, I'm going to switch it. I'm going to go up against Contavious Cobble Pope, and I'm going to get this bucket. Thank you for the dance. Where was the Lakers' size? You know, we've been hearing this entire series, the Heat are going to be overmatched by the Lakers' size, especially without a bio out. Well, the Heat realized that it's really as easy as let's just switch LeBron off of Jimmy Butler and then let's just make Jimmy Butler go to work. And that's it. You know, he's just going to post somebody up. He's going to draw a foul. He's going to get to the free throw line and we're going to win a ball game. He played like LeBron James in 2015. He also looked a little bit like Dwayne Wade in 2006 getting to the free throw line as much as he did. I believe he got to the free throw line 14 times. I mean, this Miami Heat team... 
By the way, Daniel, we talked about him in the last episode. Solomon Hill. How about the Solomon Hill game? How about it? Four minutes. Three points. Probably the biggest three-pointer in Miami Heat history. Some would argue that Ray Allen's three-point over the San San Antonio Spurs in 2013 was better. But Solomon Hill's three-pointer toward the end of the first half against the Los Angeles Lakers in a must-win game three, Daniel, it was as big as it gets. It was as big as it gets. And to get followed up by a J.R. Smith three-pointer, it was at that moment that I knew that this NBA Finals had just begun. Yeah, I mean, you know, you want to talk about some all-time greats. You want to talk about some big-time players. When you have somebody on your team as good as Solomon Hill going up against a legend in J.R. Smith, let me talk. You know what? I saw some incredible play. I saw J.R. Smith going down. He had three seconds left to shoot a buzzer beater. He was open. What did he do? Did he shoot it? No. He dribbled and ran to the corner, chucked up a fadeaway three, and missed it. And I said, you know what? That's classic J.R. Smith getting it done looking like he has no clue where he is, what quarter it is. He, does he even know he's playing basketball anymore? I don't understand why LeBron James even wants this guy on his team. I don't. I just don't I don't get it anymore. I really don't understand. Like, the Lakers could get anybody, and they got J.R. Smith. Anyways, you know, Solomon Hill. You know, we, what, a, what a key piece in this rotation. Another key piece in this rotation, Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard, the big man. The seven-footer. The guy that we thought, why aren't we playing this man more? The big kahuna. Yes, the big kahuna, as some like to call him. Showing what he's about. Showing what he's worth. Right? His contract is expiring. Should we re-sign him? I certainly think so. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He could space it. He could get big. We played great with him on the floor. I mean, the, the guy was incredible. Why, why don't we play him more? <laughs> why don't we play him more? Maybe because our second best player is playing, Daniel. When you take out Bam Adebayo, who do you counter Anthony Davis with? Well, how about Kelly Olynyk? We got we've gotten two Kelly Olynyk games because he showed up in game 2 and despite scoring more points in game 2, he made less bad decisions in game 3, Daniel. 17 points, 7 rebounds. We needed to get better on the boards and the Miami Heat did that as you said earlier. We barely got out-rebounded by a way bigger team. It seemed like Kelly Olynyk was at the right place at the right time when it came to rebounding throughout the game, making smart decisions, scoring 17 points on nine shots, on nine shots, three of five from three, Daniel. He hit 25% of all of our three-pointers, 31 minutes off the bench. I I might dare say, Daniel, Kelly Olynyk was a difference. Listen, obviously, this game's going to be remembered for Jimmy Butler's amazing performance, and how can you forget it? How can you forget it? It might also be remembered for Tyler Hero's snarl at the end of the game. And I thought that was hilarious because here was LeBron James in game two snarling as he was running down the court after dunking on like Solomon Hill or something. And Tyler Hero just said, all right, I shot six of 18 tonight, but I'm going to do the same thing because LeBron James, he's going to come here with this clown behavior. I'll give it right back to him. I don't care that I'm only 20 years old. I don't care that I shot 33% from the field. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James, classless. How about leaving the floor early? Leaving the floor with like 10 seconds remaining. LeBron James asked after the game, you know, did you leave the court early because you thought the game was over or because you were frustrated? He kind of smiled and he said both. He also said, Daniel, he also said that the Los Angeles Lakers are not concerned. They're not worried about the Miami Heat. And they shouldn't be. 
Why would the Los Angeles Lakers be concerned about a team whose starting five is Jimmy Butler, Myers Leonard, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and Kendrick Nunn? I wouldn't be concerned. I would not be concerned. The Heat, their one win, it was a fluke. They got lucky. The Los Angeles Lakers are clearly the better team. Listen, all they have to do is have Anthony Davis play for 40 minutes, have LeBron James play for 40 minutes in Game 4, and they'll win. Yeah. The Los Angeles Lakers should not have a care in the world. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. You know, just go out and just play some basketball. You know, just play some pickup ball, right? You know, like, have a good time. There's not a player on the other team that just dropped a triple-double in the NBA Finals. Like, you know, you're good. There's not a coach in here that, you know, is considered one of the best coaches in the NBA. Or, you know, we... You know, this team just just happened to make it to the NBA Finals. Right? We just happened to get here. Psych! <laughs> <laughs> you think this series is over, huh? Oh! They're in trouble! <laughs> Dinner, you know what I heard right before we got on this podcast? What? Bam Adebayo upgraded to questionable. Oh, that's big time. That's big time. Must win game four at home. You can't forget the Miami Heat are playing at home in game four. You saw Anthony Davis with the South Beach flu in game three, Daniel. As the great Stu Gotts of the Dan Levitard Show likes to say, the series hasn't started until somebody loses a game on their home floor. And the Miami Heat, they haven't done that yet. Neither of the Los Angeles Lakers. This game four tonight might decide who wins the NBA championship. How are the Los Angeles Lakers going to adjust? How will Bam Adebayo look if he does play? How will the Miami Heat look if he doesn't play? A lot of variables at play, but as we know, Daniel, Miami have a chance. Miami Heat always have a chance. It's the Miami Heat. Never underestimate the Miami Heat. Every single time that we looked like, oh god, we might not know what we're doing. We might get beat. Oh no. How are they going to adjust? You know what we do? We adjust. We go back, and then we kick another team's ass. That's what we do. And that's what we did. And you know what? We'll do it again. Oh, you think you could beat this 2-3 zone? Okay, why don't you beat this 2-2-1? Why don't you beat this 1-2-2? I mean, they were experimenting like it was me in FIFA 20. Yeah. Like, like they were just going into the menu in the middle of the game as the other opponent was waiting. And the other opponent's, like, waiting and looking at them and, like, what are you doing? Oh, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Oh, you might be playing with Barcelona, and I might be playing with this team, but I'll win. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get this zone. Yeah. People are playing chess. We're playing Bethlehem basketball. Oh! Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Lightning, hands up. Hands up. Come on, move those feet. Great movement. Great movement. I mean, some people, these guys were so aggressive on defense. Good God, that was insane. I mean, I've never been so excited to see the Miami Heat play defense in my entire life against LeBron James. I mean, just like... I don't even know what to say anymore, dude. I don't even know. LeBron James, that was the best defense I've seen played on LeBron James in a couple of years. Not only did we have Iguodala on him, but when he was coming off of screens, we put Kendrick Nunn on him. We put Kelly Olenek on him. And, you know, he might have gone to the line a few times. He might have gotten a few baskets. But 90% of the time, they were contested. Yeah. LeBron James, he wasn't getting anything that he wanted, or at least by his standards. The guy that was doing that was Jimmy Butler, who was the best player on the floor. I don't know how many more times Jimmy Butler can do that over a seven-game series. I really don't. I'm saying that as a Miami Heat fan who was really hyped after seeing what he did last night. I told you I think he could maybe have one more game like that. I think that he could still easily put up a triple-double in Game 4. I don't think he gives you 40 points again. I think the Los Angeles Lakers adjust. 
I think they don't let LeBron switch off of him every single opportunity that we get. I think that they're going to be ready, but I also think that their coach is Frank Vogel and that our coach is Eric Spolsha. And that at the end of the day, whatever adjustments they make, Spolsha will be one step ahead of them. Yeah, absolutely. One step ahead. Frank Vogel, probably the most overrated coach in the NBA right now. I'll say it. You know, when he was in a press conference and he talked, I was like, that's what he sounds like. Because I never hear Frank Vogel talk because LeBron James is the actual coach for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'll say that a thousand times. It's not Eric Spolstra against Frank Vogel. It's Eric Spolstra against LeBron James. It just simply is. You know, and, and something that needs to be, you know, that LeBron needs to tell his team is, listen, you can't, you guys can't get in foul trouble. Anthony Davis, he got in foul trouble. We didn't see him for like a solid two quarters, it seemed like. The man wasn't aggressive. He was so passive. It was like, it, it's, it was almost too easy. If I can quote Mark Jackson, right? Every, you know, like, uh, Mark Jackson coming here seeing LeBron get, like, his first shot in the third quarter. He's like, it's too easy. Yeah, it's too easy for the Miami Heat when you don't have Anthony Davis, a top five player in the world, playing for you right now. We're going to run circles around him. Like I said, we're better than them. We're more athletic than they are. You know, at the end of the day, they got a bunch of old guys. Rajon Rondo, old. Cobble Pope, bust. Cal Kuzma, get over yourself. It, it, they're not impressive. It's, it's not an impressive team. Anthony, like we said, Anthony Davis had 15 points, five rebounds, five turnovers. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. We've said it before. LeBron James can't score 30 points. Anthony Davis can't score 30 points. That's what the Miami Heat did. They had them beat in terms of points, in terms of competitiveness. They couldn't compete with the Miami Heat at the end of the day. It, it's, it's a clear win. They made Contavious Caldwell Pope beat us. Yeah. <laughs> That's a W every day of the week. We already had the Rajon Rondo game. We already had the Caldwell Pope game. I don't know if we're going to get the Dwight Howard game because I don't know if they're going to play him more than five minutes when they really should. I was like, where's Dwight Howard in all this? We don't have a guy who would go against Dwight Howard. I think that they bring him back, especially if Bam comes back. I think that they just use Dwight Howard as a body to go after Bam because that's essentially what he did in game one, fouling him. I just don't want to see Dwight Howard win a championship. I don't want to see Rajon Rondo win another championship. Rajon Rondo, dirty-ass player. I mean, you saw him, like, throwing his leg at Jimmy Butler. I don't know what that was in the fourth quarter. Jimmy Butler just, like, smiled at him afterwards because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Jimmy Butler is still going to win the game. Jimmy Butler, I will say this. If you play like you did in Game 3 the rest of the series, the series is a wrap. You know, I'll be ordering my championship T-shirt online the Miami Heat will win their fourth NBA championship. If he doesn't, you know, it gets a little tricky, but I still think the Miami Heat have better coaching. I think they have a way better supporting cast, and I think they could get it done, but they got to win game four, Daniel. They got to win game four. Heat in six.